Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It seems that uh, the International Standards Organization, the people in Switzerland, you know they're smug. Oh, you know it. They are. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. By the way, broadcasting from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana get University. Get that in. That's get it right. in. That's right. Or I get yelled at like a little child. Hey, uh, I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Uh, what do guitarists do? Actually, it's the second uh, thing that guitarists, the second most done thing that guitarists do. Number one is discussing how Stevie Ray Vaughan could have done it better. What's the second thing guitarists always do? Do you know? Do yeah, you know? talk you know? about the time they saw Van Halen. <laughs> no, tuning, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh, tuning. All we do is try to keep that stupid instrument in tune. That's true. If it the, is, any change in temperature and the thing gets out of tune, right? Immediately, immediately. Cold, hot, and that, boom, that, boom. Uh, the, it, number one, the, the instrument's hard to keep in turn, period, but that B string. Oh, it's the bane of every guitarist's existence. Why hasn't someone fixed that? They have. It's just that it costs a whole lot of money to actually have it fixed. Rather than the frets being straight across, there's a new fretboard that's all in weird places and such. But that's not the point of the show today. Okay. The idea of tuning, Mm -hmm. the idea of being in tune. I don't know that I had this t-shirt when you and I knew each other. I think this was more of a high school t-shirt for me. It said, tune it or die. Do you remember me having that? No. Okay. That was definitely high school. I'm I'm really picky about tuning. I mean, it it drives me crazy when anything goes out of tune. Mm -hmm. So I decided to sort of look into the idea of tuning. And instead of finding things that are, you know, look, this is how it's done and this is how that's done. I found this slew of articles about songs that were recorded out of tune. And on top of that a theory about why we have certain tunings and it has to do with the Nazis. No, it yes, doesn't. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So we're going to talk about it and tell you what tuning is, tell you what we have to worry about that, tell you all about the Nazis and all of that. But I have a bunch of songs for you that are out of tune. And the question is why? And I actually have some suggestions why they're out of tune. I'm going to first play Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen. It is a full quarter step low out of tune. Now, a lot of guitarists or a lot of bands will tune down to E flat. Just it gives the singer a break. Okay. Right? Or yeah. they'll tune down a little bit further. But this is a quarter step out of tune. And all I can think is that one of the, the musicians, Eddie or uh, Michael Anthony, were already out of tune. So they tuned they themselves. Just went with it. Right. They tuned <laughs> themselves to whatever they were at, and then the other one tuned to him. And it just happened to be a quarter out of tune and nobody could have cared. And so Ain't Talking About Love is literally a quarter note flat when it sounds like this on Rock School.
Talking about tuning here on Rock School today, the idea of things that are in tune or out of tune, and who are we to say what is in tune and what is out of tune? Well, we are to say because we're going off the International Organization for Standardization in Geneva, Switzerland. Oh, they know th- everything. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Can you imagine how smug they are? Oh, they're smart. They are. What do they say about music? Well, it all bases, and I know everyone who knows music is going to tell me, look, we can do this with any note. You're right. But when you start talking about frequency, especially to students, you start with A because it's usually the easiest for them to understand, the note A. If you're talking about A above middle C, and by the way, do you know why middle C is called middle C? No. See, a lot of people believe it's the center key on a piano. And that's not. I mean, it's close to the center on a piano, but it's not. If you look at a staff of music, there's a treble and there's a bass staff. Right. There's a note between those two staffs. And that's C. That's a C. And it's in the middle of them. And that's all it is. That's it. No more, no less. Right. And what you do is you talk about notes in relation to middle C. Okay. So the A... It's the marking point for everything. Got to start somewhere. Right. Okay. So the A I'm talking about, or I'm going to talk about, is the A above middle C. Mm -hmm. So it's up in the treble staff. Okay. It takes 440 cycles to make an A. Now, what that means is you've seen a sine wave where it rises and it falls. It goes above the line and below the line, above the line and below the line. Yes. It then what does what's known as propagating. The sound goes that way, right? Okay. In order for it to be an A, according to this standards group in Geneva, Switzerland, actually this has been around long before that, but according to the, uh, the people in the know, it must do it 440 times per second. That's an A. Now, have you heard anybody talk about the idea that math is uh, really music and music is really math? Always. Yeah. The, again, the concept of the A, 440. Now, if I go an octave below that note, mm-hmm. it becomes 220. Okay. See the relationship? Yeah. Now, if I go an octave above that note, it becomes 880. See the relationship? I do. The higher the frequency, the higher the note. The lower the frequency, the lower the note. Da, 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 da. We supposedly can start hearing about 20 hertz I don't think so. It's a nice thing to say, but I think you feel those frequencies more than you hear them. And we stop hearing way up in the low 20s. And above that is dog whistles and things like that. When you talk about notes that sound good together, that are harmonious, Uh you can normally look at the two notes and see, okay, how many cycles on this note, how many cycles on this note, and you'll note that they have a mathematical equivalent. One is half of the other. So it should work out? Should work out. One is half the other. One is a third the other. That kind of thing. And when you start doing the mathematics, and I mean, I could read them all to you here, like C is 523. Nah. You know, E is 659. It's not as nice as 440. Get it? Do you keep, do you know those numbers in your head? No, I know A. Okay. That's it, because that's what I lecture on. I gotcha. I know A. So when you get to that A at 440 you are in tune and then you tune the remainder of the instrument off of it and those of you who play piano i know it's not perfectly strict because you'd run into trouble but you tune everything off of that and if it's at 440 it is said to be in standard tune unless somebody did something so does that make sense the idea of frequency yeah but if the piano's out of tune then everything's out of tune right Mm, the piano is (laughs) this is so hard to explain If you did perfect tuning all the way up, Uh the frequencies would begin to become dissonant. 
you have to actually tune against the frequencies, which might not be a bad show. Might not be a bad my show. My head hurts. Doesn't it hurt after a while? Oh my gosh. Now, it's the 440 I'm really interested in because in the first break, and well, we got a little bit I'm to go. That's all I'm remembering. In a little, we ain't got to do a first break. But in that first break, do you know why it's 440? No. Because of the Nazis. Come on now. It's probably not true, but oh, it's a great story. Because of the Nazis. Every step you take by the police, right? Slightly sharp. Why? You probably don't remember this, but at a radio station I worked for, Lightning 97, Lancaster 97. It was called Lightning because Lightning hit the tower one time. We used to take every single song and flip it up about a percentage. Yep. And it would just, we expected it would sound a little bit better, yeah, being a little faster. I do remember that, yeah. Well, that happens as well in the world of music. So when you get a song and it's just slightly sharp, it was done in the studio because something that's slightly sharp is more acceptable than something that is slightly flat. So they turn it up just a little oh. bit. Go ahead, listen to it. Every breath you take by the police, slightly sharp here on Rock School. There's a police just slightly sharp. Now, I don't know this for a fact, but I have to believe they did it just because, especially if you're singing soft, you tend to go flat. Or even if you're dead on, because it's so soft, it has a shot at being perceived as flat. Uh-huh. So what you do is you crank the whole thing up and it, well, you know, what's his name? Uh, Tom Petty was known for this. His songs were just a little bit up. Apparently, it brings things up into up into key and I know what people are going to say but no it's right on it's the perception of how the people hear it so the, what do you do in concert then I sang on key I hope I didn't it get to see it seemed a little him. slow huh it seemed a little slow I don't know I think it's a little slower well, than the record you know the song aha take on me uh-huh the vocals are sharp that's it just the vocals they didn't do anything with uh, with the remainder of it uh radar love you know radar love listen to the guitar solo in radar love it's completely out of tune completely really? the whole guitar is out of tune well you got to play that one then a lot i don't have it a lot of people uh, complain also about you know the ending part of layla just before the yeah. coda where the, the keyboard comes in uh -huh. there's slide and there's lead and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff i i listen to it and it doesn't sound that terrible to me but some people get all upset because apparently the guitars are out of tune they're out of tune to the song do 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 uh randy bachman's guitar is out of uh, is out of tune in taking care of business now, if you know what you're listening for, you'll hear it. In fact, Randy Bachman even states uh, that it was part of a joke. And I'm thinking, you put out a single that's out of tune? It's part of a joke? Yeah. yeah apparently he did. But there you go. There's some other ones. I'm going to tell you about comping as well. But yeah, uh, Suffragette City. The bass is out of tune throughout the entire song. Yeah. Just one instrument. Just one instrument is out of tune throughout wow. the song. And once it's one of those things that as soon as you, it's like unicorns in a movie. Oh, as yeah. As soon as I point it out to you, you can't see anything but. Yeah, you should have never put this in my head. Right? I, I may not even listen to this song when you play it. The song Heartbreaker by Led Zeppelin, which is what I'm going to play. It, to begin with, it's beautiful. Get to about 2.02 to 2.48 in the song. So you got to wait about two minutes. And it's sharp. I mean, it's sharp to the rest of the song. The guitar 
is sharp. Even Jimmy Page says, quote, the whole second section is recorded in a different studio on a different guitar and a different system. So he admits it's sharp. You couldn't fix that? There you go. Blood Zeppelin Heartbreaker on Rock School. Welcome to the first break. And by the way, I'm slightly out of tune. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Don't say that. Huh? How about that? Okay. We talked about 440 as the frequency you sort of set everything off of. The Nazis. The Nazis are responsible for that. No, they're not. But it's a great story. It seems that uh, the International Standards Organization, the people in Switzerland, you know they're smug. Oh, you know it. They are. They uh, they gave guidelines in an effort in the 1950s to sort of set everything. But here's, you know, here's the thing. There's no reason why you have to have 440. None. There's no reason. You could, in fact, if you wanted, I remember a story one time. Uh, there was Dave Brubeck showed up to play a gig, and he asked for the piano to be tuned up to something like 442. No. Because he beat the living heck out of the piano, and it would fall back into tune. Uh-huh. Now, is that true? Uh-huh. <laughs> Again... Like the Nazis, nice story. But here's the idea. True musicians proclaim that if music is truly to be of the world, you have to look at a number that seems to show up in the world. And when you start talking about ratios of the sun to the earth, to the moon, and the procession of the equinoxes, and the great pyramids of Egypt, Stonehenge, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You come up with the number... 432. Wait, not, wait, wait. Not 440. Four, 432. 432. 432. I think that's another reason why it's kind of cool because it's 432. It's a very easy number to remember for two, your three, keypad. Four. 432. 234. So, so not 440. Yeah. 432, which is a little lower note. Okay, so where do the Nazis come in? Well, apparently Europe did use 432 as their A, as their starting point. But when Joseph Goebbels got involved, he moved it up to 440. Really? Why? Same reason we used to do it in radio. It made the music a little faster, a little snappier, and it would keep people a little more on their toes, a little more on edge. Oh, my gosh. That's the story. Do you believe it? I don't know. I don't believe any of it. I'm not even buying the whole pyramid I thing. I love the 432, though. I do like that, yeah, but, you know, why you let the facts get in the way of a good story? <laughs> Go ahead. Who's listening to us? KCMJ in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yes, it is. And by the way, you're doing very well. My wife has a heavy fever and is very sick, so congrats. You're doing very oh, well so Oh, thank you far. very much. Very well so far. You a can little, prop me up. You, you sound flat. You oh, sound flat. Well, my nose is full yeah. of, you know. Yeah, flat. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Back I'm at, at 4.32. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
coming out of the break. You know the song Revolution by the Beatles? The fast one where, wah, nah, 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 wah, nah, nah, and, and I think it's Lennon goes, wah, into it. It could yeah. be McCartney. Yeah, but yeah, one yeah. of the Beatles does it. It sure wasn't Ringo. If you watch the promotional film, they're all playing in the key of A, which leads people to believe. It's pretty easy to look at a guitar and go, okay, he's playing an A. But it leads people to believe that the original was slower than that played in A because if you actually tune your guitar to the song, it's in B. So what they have done is in some way splurped up the speed an entire step. Ooh. Again, maybe just to give it more umph. And interestingly enough, you were singing, uh, not not well because you're you're sick right now, but uh-huh. you were singing eight six seven five three zero nine as your sort of mic check before this. The song Jenny by Tommy Two Tone is not in any key. It's somewhere between F sharp and G minor. Huh. Nobody knows exactly why. It's been asked of Tommy Two-Tone in the band, and he says, uh, inexplicably, there is a re-recorded version also, and details of the history of this recording are hazy. So that's his response to it. I'm assuming they just tuned to each other, and that's where it landed, kids. Not, not a good answer. 8675309's Jenny on Rockstar. Hey. You know, when I research these topics, normally there's one or two actual stories about it, either in a a popular magazine or on some academic website. Right. What's really fun and where I get a lot of the songs to play are when you go down to the comments where people say, hey, you forgot this, you forgot this, you forgot this. There's, you know, it's really nice because there's usually very few trolls. Somebody just said, hey, add this to the list. And it's really nice to, to read the additionals. Uh-huh. And one guy wrote, uh, and it was it was a, you know, a story about songs that have something out of tune. Uh, he wrote, I can't forget Bob Dylan's Queen Jane approximately off the Highway 61 Revisited LP. He said, the song makes me cringe, but I love it. He says, the entire album has a few other songs that are out of tune, but on this one, specifically Queen Jane approximately the rhythm guitar the the main guitar yeah. is wildly out of tune oh dear and what was really fun about it is like three people replied to his reply uh-huh. and they said things like how can you tell it's <gasps> it's Bob Dylan are you positive about oh. this because I know you love Bob Dylan so oh. much alright here we go bottom of the hour I'm Joe Burns you I are I am Tammy Burns time to do 7 days 70 seconds something that happened on these rock and roll dates May 14th all the way through May 20 go ahead you got Monday Tammy May 14th 2015 B.B. King dies at age 89 he gave his entire record collection I think to the University of Mississippi oh nice I'm, I think it's Mississippi but I, I might have the University Wrong, but man, can you imagine having that? Uh, May 15th, 1984, Niles Lofgren joins the Bruce Springsteen E Street Band. 
May 16, 1983, Michael Jackson introduces the moonwalk for the first time on the Motown 25 anniversary TV special, and I was sitting there watching. I watched it too. I did too. And everybody, all of a sudden, had to moonwalk. Well, I tried. Right. As soon, and and the thing is, the next day, if you remember on like news shows, well, Uh here's how the dance move is done. And once you saw it, I'm looking at it going, okay, I I still don't know how. I still can't do that. May 17, 1989, Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman opens the Sticky Fingers restaurant in West London. May 18, 1966, the Hollies record Bus Stop. Bus goes, she stays, love grows. May 19, 1962, Marilyn Monroe sings. Now, I know it's Happy Birthday, Mr. President, but I believe it was renamed Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Mom oh, present. that's good. Now, wait a minute. Is this Stormy Daniels? No, this is Marilyn Monroe. Oh, that's I'm good. Correct. That's a yeah. really, really good impression. Thank you very much. May 20th, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue is sentenced to six months for a fight with his wife, Pamela Anderson Lee. Yeah, a fight. That was a real fair fight right there. And that wraps up seven days and 70 seconds. The ACDC album, Highway to Hell. It's, I mean, to me, I don't know about other people, but... Yeah, you love that. I did, and it's really the album that introduced me to ACDC. Uh-huh. Okay? I love it, which is why I grabbed it. It says here there are 10 songs, and they're played in four different keys. At least that's what the transcription says. And according to the person who lists all of these, none of them are in concert pitch. None. Of, they're either a little flat, or a little sharp, or a little something, and he says, whether it's true or not... That kind of adds to the mystique of the songs. They're not quite right. ACDC didn't care, did they? Oh, I'll bet they did. (laughs) I'll bet they did. But they're all just a little bit off. So, Girls Got Rhythm, ACDC on Rock School. We got time to play one more before the break. So let me tell you a little bit about this. Have you, I I know I own it and I've played it, but have you ever sat and listened with me to the complete recordings of Robert Johnson? It's the two CD set. You know, I think I did. Did you? I've played Uh it a whole bunch. And and when I listen on shuffle, I don't know why, but my my phone now, not an iPad uh, or iPod, really likes it. And it comes up a good bit. It says here... So many songs, so many odd tunings, so many altered not to pitch, and one guy theorized that, number one, probably because the guitar tuner hadn't been invented, you sort of had to just... Do it by ear. This is close. Yeah. And then the, you can t- once you get one note, you can tune the rest of the guitar off of it. So, yeah. yeah, maybe. He also used to play in these weird tunings, so that might be it, because he played slide guitar, so he needed these weird tunings. Or, and this is the one that sounds sort of correct to me, the machinery at the time ran at a certain speed. So when we transferred it from the original, they didn't have tapes, they had acetate discs. When we transferred it from the original 78s and LPs up to, you know, today, the stuff you could buy today, there was a problem in the transfer. He said, because it sounds to him like everything is sharp. 
So huh. it could be when the transfer was done, it was inadvertently done incorrectly. And he, you're, you're for sure that he had no hearing problems whatsoever? Robert Johnson? Yeah. You know, I didn't know him personally, but I don't think I'm so. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, he just was think something if you, else. If you played guitar or piano and uh-huh. your hearing was one way and you thought that sounded right. Well, you're talking about perfect pitch there. The, the real good story is when he went uh, to record, and by the way, it was recorded in a hotel. Um, people thought he was you know, arrogant because uh-huh. what he did is he took the single microphone and he turned it towards himself and then turned himself to the wall. Yeah. So he was playing into the corner of a wall, turning yeah. his back on the people that were recording him. Right. And it was one of those, well, <laughs> this guy thinks he's great. In reality, he was trying to create this yeah. thing that, that you, would... That you create in your bathroom when you go sing in the shower. Right. He's trying yeah. to create this little reverberation. Yeah. So, and, and it's one of those things where they, I'm sure they kind of realize it. Ah, oh, geez, we just said bad things about the guy. <laughs> Okay, we'll play one now. Moby Grape. The entire debut album is out of tune on purpose. The people of Moby Grape admitted. Why? It was the psychedelic era. Oh. Moby Grape on Rock School. Coming into the second break, here is another suggestion as to why songs would be sharp or flat or the vocalist would sound this way or that way. Are you familiar with the idea of comping a vocal? No. No? No. Uh, I use a a DAW, a a digital audio workstation called Reaper when I do all of my audio. And what you can do with Reaper is create a series of sub-tracks. So let's say I have the guitar on, I don't know, track two. Uh huh. Then what I can do is I can do track two, and on that same track two, do an alternate take of the guitar. And on that same track two, do a third take, do a fourth take. So under the track, now I can't play them all. I mean, right. I can transfer them to another track, but what I have are alternate takes rather than getting a whole new track. So okay. what you can do with vocals, whether you do it underneath or whether you do it just on separate tracks, what you do is you have the vocalist sing the melody line, then sing the melody line again, then sing the melody line again. And what you do is you go in and choose the words or the phrases that are best done. So it's oftentimes that the vocal isn't simply sung it is constructed. Piecemealed together. Piecemealed together, exactly. And it used to be this way as well with tape, but you'd have to physically cut the tape and put right. it together. But with digital, now you can do it. It says here Michael Jackson for the Thriller LP had up to 48 vocal tracks. What? Which he chose this and then this one oh and this one gosh. and this one. Uh, it says here Christina Aguilera's Here to Stay was compiled from close to 100 different 
takes. It says here she sat on a stool and sang the song for six hours. Oh, my goodness. And then they went and just took what they wanted. It also says here, listen closely, to Adele's hit, Someone Like You. And you can hear that the first couple verses are kind of weird because the opening breath is missing. That... And then go uh-huh. is missing, missing, and also missing. Thank you so very much. <laughs> uh, also, it says here on large sections, there's no breath, and it's one of those. Wow, she has amazing breath control. Yeah, really. Not really. No, what they did was multiple tracks. Oh and my goodness! It's, it's more widespread than this, but no one's going to admit it. Uh, you know, so is is that something to it? Is to the to that? Plus, there's also the idea, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, that if you're singing lower notes. It's too easy for the audience to hear it. And even though you're right on pitch, because you're singing a lower note or you're singing softly, it's real easy to perceive it as flat. And so you up the speed just a little bit there. You know, all that could go into it. So there. Got to uh, got to take a break. Who is uh, listening to us? Well, that's KFOK in Sacramento, California. Thank you for Woo. not saying that uh, the way it's written. Be back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break have i ever told you the story of the edit it's from beatles song yes no the edit the edit no okay done by george martin here's the thing when you get those beatles anthologies there are uh, a lot of alternate takes of this and that and the whole right. thing. Yep. And the story goes that Strawberry Fields Forever, and that's where you, you hear weird backwards flutes. And yeah, all the, kinds the, of things. Right, the hi-hat yep. hit <laughs> rather than because it's backwards and, and all of that. But if you listen to Strawberry Fields Forever at the one-minute mark, and I mean it's just almost right on the money, the one-minute mark, what Martin did was all these alternative takes that they did, uh-huh. they wanted the front part of this one and the back part of this one. Okay. Here's the problem. The one that started it, the take, and, 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 I, and the notes that I used to, to do with students, I can tell you what take it is and all of that, but just for time's sake, was in A. They cut it in A. That was the front part. Okay. Then the back part was in C. All right. Okay. Uh huh. And it's always wow. His his, his you know vocals sound so ethereal <laughs> yeah. and so weird. It's because they've been played with like crazy. The A had to be pulled up in speed. Uh-huh. Had to go a little faster because we needed to get close to C. And then the C had to be pulled down. And Martin took these two things in some way found the frequency speeds and then it right at the Connected one minute mark it, huh? bang put it together 
and it is in the world of production now called the edit. Really? Yep. So when you hear the voice and you're going, wow, that's that's weird. It's a theory. Yeah, it's because it's been either sped up or slowed down. <laughs> Neato. Okay, it's at the one minute mark. So when I hit the button, 1001, 1002, 1003, 1004, Strawberry Fields Forever here on Rock School. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Understanding all you see It's getting hard to be someone But it all works out It doesn't matter much to me Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry Coming into the last break. By the way, I want to congratulate you once again. Because Why? Well, you are you're you're sick. Oh yeah, yeah. you're. You, I I don't know what you have. I'm sure there's a, an actual name for it. I'm sure somewhere in a lab, probably somewhere <laughs> in California, they have isolated the thing that's inside of you. But you know what? You I, just generally have no, a case of no. the I feel like crap. It's from all the cleaning outside. It's from all the pollen. Oh no. Yeah. No. Stop it. I'm stop I'm allergic it. to cleaning. This that's is what the you problem. do. This is what you do. What you, do I do? You blame everything on pollen. You it have is. A, you have a virus. No. You are sick. This is no. not pollen. Pollen no. would be consistent. This is great radio. It was consistent today. This is great radio. Let's talk about these things. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know when, I, I don't know if you do this or not, but there for a short while, um, people were using audio machines to sort of isolate, here's just the guitar solo. Yep. Here's just the bass part. Here's just what have you. Right. And I remember distinctly when people started grabbing Freddie Mercury's vocals. Yes. And we were just all knocked clean backwards how perfect they were. Right. And the thought process was that Freddie Mercury sang it like that in one shot. Yeah. Duh. Not true? I don't know. I don't, you know, again. You can't dispute it then. You can't speak against Freddie Mercury. Well, you can't I put know. it out there if you don't know. I don't even like speaking against Freddie Mercury. Well, then but stop. What I want to know is, did he comp vocals? Because I, I looked. I, I, I can't find anything that said he did. But it, as, as much time as they spent in the studio and as polished as they oh, it's, were, it's amazing. I'm wondering if when I hear the, the, uh, the, the vocals alone to, you know, somebody to love, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Is it comped? Mm, don't know. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'll do one more here for you. Mary Jane's Last Dance. I told you Tom Petty did this. Yeah. It's a little sharp. Because he sped it up just a little you bit. You know I'm okay with that. I am too. I would never get it. Most people don't care. And I'll make you a bet. A lot of people didn't even have this idea in their head until they listened to this show. Yeah, you messed it up, man. I did. I'm going to ruin it for you, you. You are putting bad things in their head now. Like, like pollen sicky? It, it's pollen? Easy now. Yeah. 
it's just pollen. It's 109 degree fever. Uh, Another one bites the dust. Speaking of Freddie Mercury, the uh, recording is almost a half step sharp. How about that? Does that wrap it up? That does. That wraps it up. Would you you like to go get a pollen pill? Or do you want to go? Have somebody oh get you some gosh. flu medication. I'm in the studio with you. I'm going to be sick, too. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. I'm sure you are. Back in a minute. No, we're leaving. We're done. That's it. Class is dismissed. Let's go.